0: listener you have just downloaded and started listening to mosby episode 28 and i couldn't be more excited to bring this to you a fine collection of people um at least of all is myself my name is dan hurt and i'm calling in from mississauga ontario
1: thanks dan i'm adam Kostick. i'm calling in from dallas texas
2: Hey, I'm Betty Danowitz, and I am calling in from the Detroit, Michigan area, and everything you've heard about Detroit is true.
0: <laughs> everything. I, <laughs> man, I tell you what, so this whole this whole episode, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be about jokes and humor in, in some form or fashion, and, and, and adding some sort of flair to L&D, and I was doing a... Um, I try to find a way to make every story about me. Mm-hmm. I've realized that recently, <laughs> but uh, I was doing a thing with uh, a, a, a mutual friend of the show, Cynthia Gibbs. And um, I made a joke about Detroit. Cause I lived very close to Detroit and I know about, a little bit about Detroit and it's got a kind of a, you know, as a, a, a an interesting history, let's say, and mm-hmm. then somebody said, "Oh yeah," somebody typed in the chat, "Yeah, because we eat our children in Detroit or something like that." <laughs> and oh. that's not what I would. That's not the joke I was trying to get across. But that's how she took it. So she might have had a little thin skin about about a certain Detroit reputation. Mm. But I don't know, Well, that's not something. true.
2: That's not true about Detroit.
0: Just well, not for all Detroiters. <laughs> no, I don't think it's
2: true for any of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that, but let's go on the assumption. All right, all right. Um, so, I, th- thank you both for 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 joining uh, for joining the show. Well, Adam, you're you're kind of a a, a permanent guest or a permanent kind of a uh, host, stable. anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Just a staple. Yeah, kind of, uh, kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of, occasionally, occasionally. Uh, Betty, good to have you back. I know you're always busy doing all sorts of stuff in your world too. And you've actually got you are you are such a podcast pro that you are actually hosting a class about podcasting. Yeah.
2: I, I am. It's a podcast certificate pod called Podcasting for Trainers uh, through Training Magazine. And um, it's been really fun. I've had 10 people in class, a couple from Canada. Uh, my favorite part, not that you asked, but here it comes, is that I have two folks in my class that are recording podcasts in French. Wow. And I, I, mm. don't, I don't speak French. Ooh la la. But I've still really enjoyed listening to a 10 minute podcast. That's all in French, even though I have absolutely no idea what they're saying. They could be saying, Betty, you suck the whole time. I mean, I don't even know. (laughs) So yeah, but yes, I do. You're
0: right.
1: So, is that Very a podcast good. airing in France mostly? I mean, like, is it? Is, Come are they market- on, man. Oh, man. I'm just wondering. We're, we're, like, is it for the French people? In-
0: north yeah. of you. Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, uh, like, where do they market it? Do they market it to France or is it French well, people in the United States or is it so Quebec? Or- yeah. Well, Betty, uh, I guess you would know better than me. They're,
2: they're from Canada. So it's Other. for
1: people in Oh, it's French Canadian.
0: Jerk. Okay, French. Kids. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's French Canadian, so it's not really French. Yeah, I mean, right. it sounded
2: pretty French to me. I don't. Yeah. The only words that I know in French are the words that Phoebe taught Joey how to say on Friends. That's it,
0: and it's je
2: m'appelle Claude. That's it, and that's my name is Claude. Oh. That's all I know.
0: That, no, that's that's about right. Yeah, you nailed it.
2: Thanks. I've Flag seen that wise. only 60 60 or 80 times so it's
0: cool. Yeah, her her family, what was it? Uh Nesli is that what it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nesli yeah. Tulalos. That's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> That's right. Well, um so this is, you know what, uh, this is kind of an interesting, I don't know, you decide if it's interesting or not, but I put a post out on LinkedIn a little while ago. Actually, before I get into that, if you have an email for the show Adam, literally he does nothing but watch the Mosby learning what is it? What, what, what the hell is the podcast? Uh, it's supposed be learning uh, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. There yeah, we go. you know,
1: I haven't actually been on an episode in a little while and I've been watching it every day like a hawk.
0: Every day? Has anything every come in?
1: Day. No, there's been nothing.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Terrific. I do
1: check it every day just to make sure that nobody's, right, you know, I coming up from the that. rear. And I'll, uh, I'll send good. one
2: just to make sure you guys feel loved.
0: Yes, please Thank do. You, Betty. Or at least it noticed. Would be- it's a lonely inbox. Yeah. We used to the only messages that we used to get were from uh, from the Portland office letting us know that we've stepped over a line somehow, but if I had to guess, they're too busy putting out fires to send us emails right now. Is so, that really like
2: a real thing? Like I've heard you talk about this before. Is it a real thing? You, oh,
0: it's well, a real thing. Uh, Betty, come on. I mean, have you not heard of the <laughs> regulatory bodies, the, the podcast regulatory bodies in Portland? No,
2: but I <laughs> okay. must just be so sweet and kind on my podcast that they do, so that, they pay no never mind to me. So I don't I, know. I think
0: that's it. You know, there's so many podcasts out there. There's like a million plus now, right? So it's really hard to get a handle. It's kind of the Wild West. But believe me, they'll, they'll get a hold of you at some point. Okay, great. Um, if you're looking for show notes for this, because uh, we're going to post all the articles we're going to talk about, and there's they're kind of varied. It's, it's an interesting collection Dave, because of the topic... But mosby.ca slash 028 is where you're going to find those. And they all kind of center around humor uh, in some way. I had put a post out on LinkedIn a little while ago. Let me just click this little link here. Uh, and uh, the, the post was about jokes. And it was just, you know, can, can we still, as as trainers in L&D, can we still use jokes? Um, and And there wasn't really a it wasn't an earth-shattering post i didn't realize it was going to garner so much but it has nearly doubled my next biggest post that i've ever made and i know that there is magic in the algo so i don't know how the algorithm's kind of pushed this in one way or another but there seems to be some level of interest in humor and at least the the topic of can we use it like maybe it's not a, a complete dissection of how to make a joke but you know can we use jokes and maybe i'll just do a kind of around the table here real quick uh, do you what do you adam i'll start with you do sure. you incorporate humor in some way or, or do you attempt to maybe i'll put it that way do you attempt to incorporate humor into your uh when when you stand up and speak to people
1: I do not. Um, and mostly because I think I've been burned in the past. And so, when you think about it, uh, you know, I've said jokes or said something and then have gone down that PC route that I didn't even realize I was going down. So, I pretty much watch what I'll say in classes. And really, and I think about it from an HR hat, right? So, a lot of where I've you know, where learning and development's been, I've been in an HR realm. And so it's always, you got to kind of have that toe that company line. And a lot of humor can be taken different ways. And so I've been burned with it. You know, Dan, I've told you a couple of stories recently about different things of not realizing something could not be looked at inappropriately had no mm-hmm. idea. I guess I'm not woke enough to know it. And so really try not to add too much jokes. I, I think I keep it light but in the same sense, from a joking perspective, your audience can take jokes a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's actually a strength. But but uh, Betty, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you use humor in your uh, in your in your day to day? When well, so hang on. Do you do virtual trainings because nobody does stand up training anymore? But do you do virtual stuff or, or what do you do? Yeah. Training wise. Uh,
2: yes. I, well, first of all, I have got to correct you on something. It's not stand up training. It, what do you call it? it? We're not training people how to be stand-up comics. Why do you call it stand-up training? That's weird. <laughs> um, so it's it's in-person training or classroom training, but uh, mm. I, hopefully the mm. answer t- my first correction answers your second co- question, which is yes, absolutely I use humor mm. on a regular basis. In fact, I'm not really sure how to have a conversation without cracking a joke within the first 90 seconds. I don't I don't know if I could do it.
0: No, I think there's a lot of really fractured people out there that are in the same boat as you that just really... welcome. (laughs) Yeah, good to be here. It's totally fine. (laughs) No, it's true. And actually, one of the articles we'll talk about refers to kind of people that uh, use humor as a deflect of uh, or a deflection of sorts, but... um...
1: And let me be clear, though, Dan, you know, I don't think you can't use humor. I think you just need to be very aware of the humor you're using. Sure. And have a really sure. good you know a really good sense of what you're saying with the humor because it can go off track very quickly <laughs>
0: And that's, and I think that's tough just because of the, you know, the assortment of human beings that are out there because you've got people that do have really good, you know, emotional intelligence, people that can read the room. And I think that, I don't know what phrase we want to use if we want to stick to a phrase, but I always like you to use reading the room as far as like gauge things, feel things out a little bit, find out how you can do humor. And in the, a lot of the responses that I got in this conversation, you know, some people, um, some people said, oh my gosh, I, I could never tell a joke. And I thought that was really strange. But it seemed <laughs> to be the way that they read the post, people read meanness, not into the post itself, but into the use of humor. And they said, oh, I couldn't mm-hmm. be mean. I, I don't like mean humor. And I, I, re- I reviewed it. I went through I. I didn't reference mean Mm -mm. humor. I didn't say, Mm -mm. you know, be offensive, be a terrible person, make fun of people. I didn't say that. And I actually have a rule um, just as a human being that I don't make fun of people for things that they cannot change. At least they cannot change easily. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you're if you're combing your hair in a funny way. Well, that's definitely a choice. I was going to say, I think you
1: made fun of my hair before. Oh, <laughs> I am pretty confident. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going back. Well, but,
2: ca- calling it stand-up training is definitely something you can and should change soon. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you under advisor. So. Okay, good.
0: Thank you. <laughs> but, um, but I think if you – because, yeah, nobody wants you to be mean. But if if you just avoid – just a simple thing like avoiding things that people cannot change about themselves, whether they're short or they're big or they have freckles or they have uh, f- interesting teeth, let's say that. Uh, who the hell knows? There's, there's a lot of different ways you can put a human being together. Mm-hmm. And those are the sort of things you don't want to poke at because that's that's just shitty behavior. Right. right. Um, and that would be meanness, but that's not the spirit of anything that I would want to bring into a training session. That's for damn sure. Um, okay. Uh, there. You know, I did put a call to action out there for people saying there was a follow up post that I had that said, hey, send in your training jokes. And it didn't go like I expected. Uh, but I did get one person who shall rename, rename, rename. nameless. Rename Mainless. That's her name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she uh, she wanted to be uh, uh, considered anonymous for this just to sure. dial in. And it's not really a joke per se, but it was a joke that she or, or a piece of humor that she witnessed in a large. This is a premium car brand, which I had to say. Uh, premium car brand. And this was a product launch event. So this is a big deal. And they actually they put a PowerPoint on the PowerPoint slide doesn't say the crowd size but on the PowerPoint slide they had a big steaming poo emoji when they wanted to tell people when they uh, how to access the toilets um, if you know for during the session or or during the day or whatever um, bold kind of, or it's not kind bold
2: that's we- kind of gross.
0: Yeah. If it's steaming,
2: if it's smiling and dancing, it's not as gross. But if it's steaming, (laughs) I mean. Okay.
0: So it's a matter of taste, maybe.
2: I mean, I think it's in poor taste all around. But if you're going to be, you know, like a middle schooler, at least make it smiling and dancing, not steaming. Because that's just made me nauseated when you said that.
0: (laughs) Um, do you guys have any, not that I'm asking you to like share your bits, but do you have any jokes that you use in, in sessions to make things, uh, to, to maybe break the ice or anything like that?
1: I don't have a joke per se, but you know, I, I'm going to give an example that I hope we use next week. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that we've done our micro learning podcast, our our micro learning presentation a couple times Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. We've, you know, Dan, you and I have talked now. God, I think we've known each other almost what five, four years, now,
0: something like that, three years. Yeah, for time a flies. 20, 2015, 2015, I
1: think it feels longer, um, but ultimately, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, we've been going back and forth for a lot of years. We talk on a podcast. We've done presentations together, and I yeah. think one of the things from a humor side was our timing. Of going when you talk about your story and you're going into a story about talking about when you know I was hired by Adam and I jump in and, and we've nailed the timing, I think, twice now. And I go, thank you. And you go look right back and you go, Thank you're welcome. And yeah. and or no, I think I say you're welcome, whatever how the joke goes. And it works. <laughs> it's gotta be your bull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that has gotten a tremendous amount of laughs by just going, You're welcome, and then you go, No, you're welcome. But yeah, and that yeah. It kind of nails everybody and people thought that was pretty funny so hopefully we'll use that next week um but i think that that's been a story of humor that's worked well that doesn't offend anybody kind of checks all the boxes of a way to get people to kind of laugh
0: yeah and and you know there's there's i think there's good banter too and Mm -hmm. I think that that really adds a lot. It keeps it light. It keeps it fun, especially when you, when you have to you have to have at least more than one person there. Um, you can try to do it with a uh, maybe if you've got rapport with a one of the attendees, you know, because mm-hmm. if you work at the same company, you're going to f- see people, you know. But uh, but I think that that is one of the fun things about doing a kind of a two headed uh, two headed uh, monster, yes. you know. And and when me and Gibbs, we had a whole session or a whole series of sessions that we did, and we got you know you you, you really kind of beat those paths down, and you, and you get really comfortable. With that, and you can be pretty quick too. And, and I think that that really helps people uh, not only stay engaged, but be a little bit more enthusiastic about the content.
2: Mm-hmm. Agreed. I I love a good banter session. I um, am very guilty of choosing somebody in the audience and uh, making them the object of my banter. But I will tell you this. I always thank them. I never warn them, but I always thank them for it. And I've met some actually some really cool people and made some some lasting friends by just practically roasting them in a Nice. nice way. (laughs) <laughs> uh, can i tell you can i give you an example Please. so yeah, yeah yeah um i was teaching uh crucial conversations and i had a, a a room full of people that i didn't know i knew nobody in there they were all from different lines of business that i'm in um and but sometimes that's better for me anyways because then i don't have any of the nerves of standing up in front of people that i know um so these are just strangers so i get to practice my stand up on them so there was one guy in the front and i kept like Like I kept thinking he reminded me of someone, but I'm like, maybe I just saw him in the elevator. And then all of a sudden, about about three quarters away for the first day, I stopped what I was doing and I looked at him and I said, you look like Brad Pitt. And he just sort of hung his head and everybody just burst out laughing. And I was like, I'm sorry. Did I just so, super embarrass you? He's like, no, people tell me that all the time because he does oh. look like Brad Pitt. Like young <laughs> Brad Pitt, not right now, like, but young yeah. Brad Pitt. And uh and we we I mean, we we went to lunch like twice a month after that just to just oh, I bet just you to hang out. <laughs> I was going to say because he looks like
1: <laughs> a young Brad Pitt.
2: Listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I was anyways, I'm not dead. So, yeah. So, um but anyways, we we had a great time. We became pretty, you know, decent friends. We still chat, you know, even though it's COVID. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it it can turn out really well. It doesn't have to be, yeah. you know. It, especially, I actually yeah. Go go ahead. I was just going to say, especially if you're already keeping it light and fun,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, people will will move along with it.
0: I uh, I, I kind of I, I don't call it. People that look specifically like celebrities—I don't think I do. Maybe I do, but uh, I I do have a line. If there's for some reason a really good-looking, I usually pick a guy just to play it safe in the audience, and I'll I'll say, uh, "Look at this guy hogging up all the handsome," you know, Um, which usually gets a chuckle, you know. And Mm -hmm. and it's easy—it's easy to kind of poke at people about a thing that they're clear. Like you wouldn't just. It's not like that guy that's running. You remember the guy in the marathon? I think it was Boston Marathon where he just was it was like the best-looking guy and the he just took a perfect picture like a perfect yes. smile yep. on like mile 21 of the marathon. Um like nobody's staged. accidentally That gonna, was staged. You think so? Had to be staged. <laughs> I don't believe it. Was, it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I think that there's things if somebody's proud about, you can appreciate like, look at my, that is a nice one. Look at this watch. And you make a big deal out of something that's actually sure. nothing to, mm-hmm. to kind of make it humorous. And now it's like, why is this guy making such a big deal out of nothing? Because it's, it's supposed to be a thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be kind of interesting.
1: All right. So, uh, so I think you need to go back a little bit. Like, what do you define as Humor. Right. Oh, I was going to say,
0: what do I define as handsome?
1: <laughs> well,
2: well maybe we should do that too. We might should yeah. do that
0: too. <laughs> we should. Young we Brad should. Pitt,
1: handsome. Yeah, um. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Chiseled jaw, that stuff. Well, yeah. so what, what, then I think that actually brings us into our first article, which sure. is uh, a humor writing tutorial by one Mister Scott Adams. You guys may know the name. Yes. Scott no. Adams. No. No. Mm-mm. Adam, do you know the name? I do not. I mean, I Y'all, could lie
2: and I can lie and say yes if you want. A,
0: Embarrassed, you don't know Scott Adams. I think you're embarrassed Um, that we don't know Scott Adams. (laughs) (laughs) I am a little. uh, He's the he's the the man behind the pen of Dilbert, uh, among other things. He's got Uh. a couple other books that he's written. He's got um, and he's an interesting cat in general. He's got a lot of different perspective on stuff because he's actually a trained hypnotist as well. That uh, that he is. Oh, it makes sense. Now
1: it makes sense. I was reading the Uh article and he was talking about just having a couple frames to write his his uh his annotations and i was like what does he do i didn't go you know to the next step and actually look who he was
0: but uh that makes sense now mm-hmm. and he's got like a daily uh, periscope which he turns into a podcast called coffee with scott adams but that's not got what this it. is about this is more about his approach to humor because i'd seen this a long time ago in a past uh or in in the past and it was uh, it boils down to what he calls the six dimensions of humor, and I heard him talk about this not personally. It was on a YouTube video uh, in reference to Calvin and Hobbes, which I absolutely adore. I, I have beside me actually on a bookshelf beside me the uh, the hardbound collector's edition of the entire works, and mm-hmm. on a different bookshelf I have the tenth. I I like I've, I'm a Calvin and Hobbes guy, uh, but he he kind of used Calvin and Hobbes as an example to highlight, uh, or, or he used used his six dimensions to highlight the success of Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, and I'm just going to jump down because I don't think there were any notes moving up to it. Oh, no, there is a note. So I before I get to the six dimensions, there's a piece in here that he refers to as the humor diversification rule. And this kind of goes to, Adam, something you had said earlier, where you were talking about how, you know, some people might not have a, a sensibility for humor. Um, and maybe they are... Uh, easily offended. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. And uh, so this this humor diversification, what does he say? He says, uh, and I can't do a Scott Adams, so I'm going to do my regular news voice here. Um, One of the many blind spots we have as humans is the notion that people are similar in their sense of humor. Sure, some folks are more uptight than others, but we think humor is somewhat universal. Not even close. Uh, ba, 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 ba. So what do you do when there's many types of people and your humor can't please them all? You do what any economist would do. You add quantity and variety, also known as diversifying. So the gist is, he says, don't tell one joke, tell 20. And, mm-hmm. and that, I think, is really where it's at, especially for when you're creating material. And this doesn't have to be a live training session. So if we have IDs out there that are listening, or or anybody like that, um, you can put jokes into material, and everybody doesn't have to get it. This is this is, I think, the biggest fallacy of humor that people think everybody has to get a joke. Um, I, uh, communists. Uh, I used to use communists a lot as punchlines in jokes, uh, but I don't do that anymore. I mean, communist jokes are only funny if everybody gets them. Uh, so, uh, all right, but, but I think to that uh, point, Dan, Dan. I, I, I know. I, I'm like. I'm
2: like. I, wait, I, what? Yeah. yeah, I didn't catch that. But
0: but I
1: think Dan, to to your point though, is everybody can't get them. But if if they don't get some of the jokes, and it's always an inside joke of the person being confused, of like, I didn't get that. I didn't get that.
0: What is he talking about?
1: Then you're not diversifying it. And then I think you will alienate an audience if not everybody gets some of the jokes.
2: Yeah, but I think that what he's talking about is he's talking about like the movie Shrek, right? Shrek is full of adult-sized jokes, not adult yes. jokes, adult-sized jokes, mm-hmm. and my kids didn't get half of them the first time we watched it. They couldn't figure out why I was belly laughing at half of that movie, <laughs> because I understood so many of the references, both pop culture and sure. from from uh, you know nursery rhymes and fairy tales. And so, um, so so I think that's probably that's what I take from that. What he's saying is that it's yeah. really. Those are the pieces that they're not getting is that they, they just don't have the life experience to understand what it means.
0: And and I think I think if you and this this goes to the emotional intelligence and you, you know, the the way that you find a facilitator or a trainer, they have to be good in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe sometimes they aren't but they damn well should be. Um, So you want to have people that are good in front of other people and you want them to be comfortable speaking in a public setting. And I think this goes to part of it. You don't want to make a joke and then, and then be elbowing people in the ribs say, get it, get it. You don't want that. But for the people that do get it, you want them to, I mean, they're not going to maybe hold their belly and laugh, but they're going to be like, or they might just (laughs) smile or they might go like, Oh, they know that's a reference i get and that's funny um and and i think that you have to almost take the approach of throwing a lot of these things away um i, I think that's actually one of the one of the marks of a, of a good conversationalist if they can throw things away and not worry it just be like poof it's gone doesn't matter you put a good thing out there maybe somebody's going to pick it up mm-hmm. um and if they do it's going to matter to them And if you've got 20 people in the room, if you can get one, if you can get a joke for everybody out there, I think that's damn good, you know, but Mm -hmm. you have to go along a lot of different lines to do that. And so let's jump into his, uh, his six degrees of, uh, of Kevin Bacon here. Um, I recently on a different podcast, I reviewed the movie, uh, Footloose. Have you guys seen Footloose? Not for years. Long
2: long time ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Been a long time. Hey, Kevin Mm -hmm. Bacon. He's, uh, he's no gymnast. I'll tell you that. All right. Wow. See, so now, that, now that, that's a joke <laughs> that people don't gen- have watched Footloose. Super judgy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, so six dimensions of humor. Actually, do you guys, do you guys have this in front of you? Betty, you I have do. this in front of you? I do. Adam? Yep. Adam? Well, okay, yes, Adam jumped in. Adam, walk us through the six dimensions of humor, please. Sure,
1: and I actually think this is really good because this defines humor a little bit, and I think some of these, that's right. I'll be curious to see if you guys think we can use all of them, right? So the six dimensions mm-hmm. of humor are naughty, clever- Cute, bizarre, mean, and recognizable. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about learning and development, we started with the mean humor and this conversation, this podcast started with that. I don't think mean and really naughty, I don't know what, what constitutes naughty though, but I I, I do. Would be. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, but I think at the end of the day, those may be tough with certain types of audiences, right? Bizarre, I think you can get away with. Clever, absolutely. Recognizable. But when you start getting mean or, or getting into that naughty side, I, I don't know. You'd really have to be advanced in giving humor out. And so
0: you really have to read that audience. I think, uh, well, Betty, your thoughts?
2: Um, I think I could probably fit all six of these into one joke or comment or oh. roast. That's my first thought. Um, my second thought, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying that you have to be more advanced. Um, it's very hr view that you're coming from and and i can say that because i spent about 12 12 years yeah. in hr by the way you do know that hr and hr doesn't count right so like if hr people tell naughty yeah. jokes to hr people it doesn't count so it's totally oh, fine.
1: yeah total double standard always
2: okay good awesome yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we agree but um i i loved i loved reading about these because he also says and i'm probably still in your thunder on this but he also says that you have to have two of these elements Mm -hmm. in order for it to really be effective and it was sort of like lit up a light in my head because i was like oh yeah look at that because if it's just clever uh, you know and it's not any of these other things people won't laugh
0: betty can i ask you your example earlier you said steaming poop no bueno but you Mm -hmm. said dancing poop bueno yeah yeah. So, if you had to pick a couple things on that list that could apply to dancing poop, what would they be?
2: I can't believe we're going to use poop as the example, and I hey, can't man. believe I've now said poop like four times on this podcast.
0: <laughs> Do you need me to bleep that? I no, can bleep it after. no. I'll fix it in post.
2: No, I'll just say <laughs> and you can you can bleep. <laughs>
0: Oh, God damn it, Betty. You, you know I have a rule.
2: <laughs> I know, and that's why I just broke it twice. It'll okay.
0: never make it to air.
2: <laughs> so the question was – your que- say your question again so that you can cut well, all that my out. my
0: question is, are there two things on that list? Because he says two things make it funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got a dancing poop emoji. Mm-hmm. Do you think that dancing poop falls under any of those two categories?
2: Yeah, so the dancing poop would be either recognizable or clever or both, and it's cute.
0: So I was actually going to say, I was going to say naughty and cute because mm-hmm. poop's kind of a taboo topic. That's what um, I was going to go bizarre for. But the, but,
2: the poop, but, the, but the poop emoji is very recognizable. It is. You've used well, it in okay. the last week. Just don't lie about that because you no. have. <laughs> I
1: don't so have I actually it? have a funny story That's about awesome. my uh, my six year old. Well, she's eight now, but my, she was six all she wanted for Christmas was a poop emoji and these mm-hmm. little squishy poop emojis. So, Jeez. you know, which was fantastic on our pocketbook, you know, come to find out. And it was like $5 for her Christmas present, but that's all she wanted was a poop emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's did, very popular. How, did she like it? Was she, she excited loved it. about that? It was fantastic. I mean, we got a oh couple, So, you know, the ones you can color and everything, but yeah, there's <laughs> poop emojis all over the house right now. Wow.
0: That's terrific. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, so you know, I, I think recognizable for me. And this could be just because I've got a little bit more exposure to this list, uh, that I've seen him talk about it a couple of times. Let's look at Calvin and Hobbes as an example, because if there's any way that I can shoehorn Calvin and Hobbes into a podcast, I'm going to do it. Um, but so these six dimensions, and I'm going to review them again for everybody. And the, um, show notes, mosby.ca slash zero to eight is where you can go and you'll find the link for this. Or if you Google six dimensions of humor, Scott Adams, you'll, you'll get there eventually. Um, But he he had said, you know, Calvin and Hobbes, when you look at this list of naughty, clever, cute, bizarre, mean, and recognizable, a lot of them are, he's got four to five. So naughty because Calvin's often doing something he shouldn't be doing. He's breaking something, you know, he's, he's being reckless. He's spraying a hose inside the house. Clever for sure. It's clever. It's cute. Hobbes in his, well, Calvin is a little boy. He's cute. Hobbes, he's a little stuffed animal when he's not a tiger. And even when he's a tiger, he's still cute, Uh, bizarre because you've got a little boy in a in a, and uh what you get the idea i mean there's so many things on this list but the recognizable one for me that's like if if you had two condiments you have a, a you know a mustard bottle and a ketchup bottle and they're having a regular conversation that you and i have had maybe about you know, like who's leaving the tip or something like that mm-hmm. so you take a recognizable scenario so you mm-hmm. recognize what's happening but then you add the bizarre element to it and now it's kind of humorous mhm um, and I think, you know, it's if, – if we were to try to a- – to tie this back to L&D or if I could try. I think this is one of those things where when people are using analogies, when facilitators are using analogies or when IDs are putting together kind of screen captures, you know, you see designs on T-shirts that incorporate these ideas, whether mm-hmm. they're silly phrases or it's a cat with a rainbow or it's a, or it's a unicorn that's pooping a rainbow, something ridiculous, right? But you can take these ideas and you can just, now that you see them, you can kind of mash them up and you can add at least some sort of flavor to uh, to the material without working a lot harder at it, you know? Um, well, I think, uh, you know,
1: Dan, a common example of that, uh, something that you did, I know it's on ShareDrips. I don't know if you ever posted them, but you did a couple of those memes. You took, like, common memes and made them for L&D people, yeah, right? Yeah, I did and do all, that, did I? All, yeah, they're pretty good, you wow. know, and there's that one of... The guy and his girlfriend walking, and he's looking back over his shoulder at <laughs> yeah. the gal who's uh, drinking like a Starbucks latte. And and you recaptioned it. And I don't know what the original caption was. But it was it,
0: leaving Addie for Sam. Th- exactly. And, and the girlfriend was Addie, and the, the, the yeah. good-looking girl walking down the street was Sam. Yeah.
1: Absolutely perfect
0: meme.
1: L&D, but there you go, something that's recognizable. Um, I got a chuckle out of it.
0: It was a fantastic one. Well, that that's a great point, though. Incorporating memes into and I don't know what that looks like copyright wise. Like uh, what at what point does success kid just become a public property? I honestly don't know. Do you guys have any insights on that? None. I have zero insights. Basically, zero. I think you could take anything off the Internet. It's fine. Yep. Well,
2: that's I, my I don't to have about that feeling.
0: <laughs> 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 let's let's pump the brakes. for That is not a Mosby endorsed statement. Uh-huh. That's um, not going to be happy. but i i do the rent is too damn high speaking of memes but um i i do i do wonder about that because i really think that that's an easy way to do it. you know if it's an internal document if it's an internal session then you could probably you get away with a lot more stuff right you're not publishing it you're not trying to make money off of it per se so it's not i guess commercial in that sense but um yeah, And it, if you don't take I still,
1: watermarks off something, it, it, you know, if there's watermarks yeah. on it, not taking that off and everything like that or editing, mm-hmm. you know, PDF uh, document or some of yeah. the things that you can do.
0: But memes are a great way that people, they already get it because, well, oh, hang on. Not everybody, but the people that do get it, they get it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. All right. Are we good with Scott Adams? Are we yeah. good with this?
2: Well, I was kind of hoping we might do one more thing. With the, this with these six dimensions of humor so i think we've talked about like the, you know the poop emoji which by the way i just like to throw out there that anybody who can count the number of times we say poop in this podcast and get yeah, it bow. right Ding. i mean we'll give you a prize whatever it is um <laughs> but um I, like if we were to look at some of the funniest people in hollywood which, like, who, what name comes up when you read each of these six dimensions of humor, so that you can kind of, we can kind of connect with something hmm. that we're recog- that we recognize? Um, what would you say? So, so
1: Chappelle. probably one of the for, best comedians ever, right? For which,
2: for which word? All yeah,
1: do you them. have dimensions of humor? So if you watch most of Chappelle's, you know, you look at it, definitely Naughty, right? He's always mm-hmm. saying stuff yeah. that's pretty much off the rail, but he's clever, right? So if you watched mm. the two episodes ago on his Netflix special, the one that uh, is out there, I mean, it is so cleverly written that he comes back to jokes throughout the entire hour, and he'll mm-hmm. come back and wrap things up. And so you look, it's clever. I I don't know if it's necessarily cute, but I'm sure there's a couple of cute parts in there. He says some bizarre, crazy things. There's definitely some mean things on, you know, politics and different things that he makes fun of. And he's probably one of the most recognizable stand up comics that's out there.
0: I think that's a good blanket association with each of the words. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Betty, is that what you were going for?
2: Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally so, not. All
0: right, let's start another. No, 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 no. no it's close.
2: It's close. I see so, like, what you
0: were going for.
2: So, like, okay, so now let me throw let me throw out another one. So, actually, I have two that that come to mind right away. So, mm. um, the first one is a comedian named John Crist, who, uh who is very clever and also very cute in that. He laughs at his own jokes not that he's like good looking not, I'm not saying he's mm. not but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that he laughs at his own jokes like usually about three quarters of the way through them and he's he does, no
0: young guy that looks like young Brad Pitt that's for sure he's
2: a young guy he does not look like for Brad sure. Pitt and he yeah. would agree with me on that um, yeah. but um, but then so then but then on the other side like to me and this is where sometimes it's just a matter of perception to me if I'm thinking about somebody who's bizarre, and recognizable that is will ferrell Mm. yes very bizarre to to me it's very bizarre because like movies like talladega knights and anchorman like i just um, it does not hit my netflix list if you know what i mean i'm Mm. sure that you love anchorman dan i can just tell that you're like I think a lot uh, of people like Man <laughs> that I said that and and maybe if I watched it again I would think it's funny but it's also just kind of dumb and so to me that's sort of dumb and bizarre kind of go together and that's that's not my cup of tea but I did love him in elf because it was clever and he was cute yeah. and it was very recognizable um, just about every other movie he's in doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, but just wow. like those are the kinds of things like thinking through that helps me understand more what those six dimensions and how those work together.
0: Yeah. You got um, one, Dan? Uh, well, I've just, I thought of a couple here, I suppose, um, for cute. Uh, if the only thing I could think of is Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. that he is himself cute, but I mean, that, that seems not. to be his, his kind of his shtick, right? Like he's he's harmless in, in, in a certain sense but he's still very funny he's, well, he's, he's hold very, on very funny.
1: hold on did you see well, his little Twitter meltdown the other night no uh, I we're, we're talking
2: about his stand-up we're not talking and about, talking his, about a okay. his social
1: <laughs> he went off though from a, he went off on Twitter just uh I heard he, he, he was I actually, heard he did and he I successfully mean. avoided it. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. mean to people. It was. Uh, Don't it
0: was you ruin Jim Gaffigan for me. Yeah, no, we'll <laughs> knock it off. All right. He's cute. <laughs> uh, for Clever, and he also fits into Bizarre, so there's your two maybe, uh, Eddie Izzard, who Who's is... is um, I mean, for for Clever, you got to go British, I feel like. Uh, he's a British guy. He's a cross-dresser. He's a British cross-dresser who does comedy. And his name is Eddie uh, Izzard. yeah, I know him. Yeah, Eddie he's Izzard. he's usually got lipstick and rouge on and that sort of stuff. Wow. Um,
2: do you remember do you remember Bobcat Gold was it Goldwheat uh-huh. Goldwheat? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Goldthwaite, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: he was bizarre and super mean. He was really yes. mean, but people loved
0: him. So – and that's interesting. So him and uh, Emo Phillips is another um, another comedian that was – he kind of like had a character. He did a shtick, you know? And they later regretted those things I think too because Mm -hmm. that kind of pigeonholes you a little bit into that character. You can't get – it's like the Bob Ross afro. You just (laughs) – it's yours now, or the perm, I guess. Yes, perm, I think you whatever, should whatever go
2: whatever for that, Dan. I think you'd look you good, good in the Bob Ross.
0: Yeah, I could probably just buy one because I ain't growing one. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so let's put uh, let's put an end to um, uh, Scott Adams' six dimensions of humor, which I really think, if you look at it and consider it and try to find those things elsewhere, you're going to have a much better time kind of uh, adding humor to your material. And uh, and I do I don't want to go too long tonight, friends, because. We all got shit going on. We all got jobs to do and stuff in the morning. And we're kind of recording late in the evening uh, because some of us are in the central time zone. So let's wow. move on to you, Adam. That, that was, was a talking bird, about you. right? Like
1: that was just a that? a that was a no, subtle bird kind of on the no. mean side right there. Come on now. Yeah, I was kind of naughty. It's kind of (laughs) naughty. I picked right up on that humor.
2: Also, I just want to point out that we all, except for Adam, who jumped right in there, most of us uh, totally avoided the naughty conversation. Um, But that's just because I know Dan doesn't want to get another letter. So
0: that's cool. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it Depends who it's coming from, I suppose. Um, I've used guys. Okay, here's the thing. This is this is how this is what comes to reading the room. If you can read the room and you know the audience, then you can push certain boundaries and you can thro- you can just make little subtle comments that might get thrown away. But if you if they don't get thrown away, somebody might pick on it and, f- and find it humorous, you know. And mm-hmm. and I've made I've made naughty jokes in training before. Adam, I'm sorry. They probably have yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really
1: wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Dana. Tell me I appreciate those later.
0: That. I, you know, I guess, I guess I don't really have prepared jokes, and that's something that I actually want to do. I want to get better at having actual prepared jokes that I use in sessions, even if they're grown worthy. You know, I, I've that was one of the comments that that I saw, or a couple of the comments that I saw in the actual post that I made, that um, that that garnered. And I'm not trying to overstate my place in the world. It, it blew my mind that there was so much attention that this single post got. That I thought, well, this seems to have some sort of traction. But um, that a lot of them were like, oh, I've seen trainers, and or yeah. I've seen people try to do jokes, and they're terrible. It's like, well, then I mean, you can lean into terrible jokes. You can absolutely worthy. You can do it. I mean, you just have to have a better emotional intelligence, and you have to be an adept conversationalist or something i don't know what it is but 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 i think that's the
1: hard part about humor right so if we're saying here on the podcast you can absolutely do it i think there's a lot of people that can't do it or shouldn't and when you kind of look at it it's like yeah sure i mean somebody like you dan you're able to do it betty i'm already listening to you you're you're knocking out some jokes, right? Mm. I would say for mm. the average trainer who's having a hard time just even facilitating the content that then they start doing jokes, they end up doing it for themselves and they get a lot of eye rolls and there is nothing worse than that trainer that's trying to make jokes but they're doing it for them versus the audience. And so I think it's kind of framing up why you're even telling a joke or doing a joke or some type of humor. It's not for you, it's for the audience and I think you really need to have that emotional intelligence that if you're not funny, don't put jokes in there.
2: And did you get what he was saying, Dan? He said it's not about you. That's what not he said. Not about you.
1: Yes. Have you seen Dan? I don't even Dan understand decks? what that means. Have you seen <laughs> Dan? So Dan, Dan puts humor into everything. So he'll put it like all of a sudden one time I I'm letting him do a deck and he's building this deck and I get it back. And there's little Easter eggs all throughout it. So you have Kilroy yeah. jumping up from the side. You have the next yeah. thing you know, yeah. we're talking about branding. I get this big picture all of a sudden. Martha Stewart and then Beats by Dre come up. I'm like, yes, oh. just coming right. In. So Dan adds uh, humor to him. I do. <laughs> everything that he does.
0: I can't. I can't imagine a world without humor i mean it mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. and that's just it i mean a lot of people you know adam i, I often go back to this this story that you told about uh, a person that is on your team that when they were it had to do with voiceover mm-hmm. and yes. could, would you mind just sharing that again please about hey, you know sounding the names yeah, yeah, yeah. of course yeah, about yeah. sounding
1: sounding very corporate so you know this person was doing a voiceover doing a video and i, I listened to the video and it was like hello Team, my name is and today we're going to be learning about blah 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 blah. and it basically sounded like you're going into a you know a lecture hall of you know that guy from dry eyes uh bill stein he's gonna go out there it was really boring it was really corporate and at the end of the day it wasn't how that person ever talked and so i basically talked to the person i'm like okay i apologize you're gonna have to re-record the whole thing and basically said you know when you're doing your voiceover, think about that you were trying to teach somebody at the bar. How would you talk to that person? Obviously, keep the cuss words out and things like that, but have a normal conversation because people are more inclined to listen to it than a boring voiceover. And you know, ultimately I know every company doesn't allow you to do that, but our company at least did. And that you could be real. And Dan, I know for you, your voiceovers, you talk like a normal person versus talking like a robot or something that's really boring
0: mm. mm-hmm. well okay and 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 her response to when you told her that mm-hmm. she could do those things was what
1: she had no idea she was like yeah. i was always told to be proper in speech mm-hmm. and proper in my voiceover and i'm like okay stop any of that and that's why i gave her the bar example because i, I was really saying you know you're a fun person and she is she's a blast yeah, yeah. talk to him like you're training a friend Because then they'll listen to it.
0: Yeah. And it was, I mean, the part of it that got me, just real quick, Betty, was I didn't know I could do that. That was yep. that was the, the when you had told the story the first time, yep. um, uh, which which you've added, you've added, and you've you've taken some embellishments out. So that's interesting. But um, the, uh, the, the 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 real punchline was I didn't know I could do. I think yep. I think a lot of people think that they they self censor, they self restrict because mm-hmm. they're worried about things. And there's no reason that we can't push a border and then have somebody say. What the f*** you doing here? No, take that out of there. Um, you, you obviously don't want to piss anybody off, but I mean, you can have somebody say, mm, are we sure we want to do that? And then you know where the line is. But until you know where the line is, stop self-censoring us ourselves, you know? I don't know how to say that in a, in a clever way, but all right. Sorry, Betty, what were you going to say?
2: I was just going to say that I have an Alexa voice and I have my regular voice. Mm. So... There's that, Alexa voice came about came about because I was actually doing voiceover as Alexa, and so yeah, and so like we were doing like a um, a demonstration of building an Alexa skill, and so I was Alexa, and then it kind of just stuck around, and so when I do explainer videos, my voice is a little more Alexa and a little less Betty, Um, but of course on the podcast you get organically me,
0: so hundred percent there you go uncut Betty. That's the only way to get her. All right. Um, let's jump ahead because, Adam, I I, I want to dedicate almost the entire rest of our time here. And I have a whole – there's like a whole question section, but I think we've addressed some of these questions within – this is kind of breaking format because usually we do a, a couple articles quickly and then we get into the topic. But this has been a whole – this is uh, just a, a smorgasbord of uh...
2: – It's a thing.
0: It's, yes. Man, it's a thing for it's sure. Thing. So there were two articles that I had in there about using jokes and speeches and training. I'm going to skip that one. I'm sorry if you guys read it, but the gist was the person who said, don't do that. But they did say yeah, new stories. I do have I don't something. you talking about the okay. one with,
2: by Robert McCall.
0: Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I... The yes. second was one, yeah. Our in jokes get yeah. to use during yes. training. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
2: you want to know what the only note I wrote down was obviously he left his sense mm. of humor on the playground one day because this poor man yeah. needs to watch more comedies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's all I had to say. Yeah. I got a little salty anti- about it.
1: He was very anti-joke, just in general. Joke. Yeah. He, like yeah. He was talking jokes are pretty lame. Humor participants. No, you didn't. Create yeah, I wrote them.
0: that down. Rude. I was like, well, whoa, and man. It's, it, and it's really funny, and and I suppose ironic too because you know Betty, you had said the HR rules don't apply to hr per se did i get Uh that did i read that right
2: hr on hr is fine
0: yes well hang on i don't know if i understand that what do you mean by that?
2: that that hr on hr is fine you know what it means
0: what? <laughs> I don't know. What I do. All right.
2: There's naughty right there. I just added it in for us.
0: It is. I don't even know what it means. Okay, I gotta Google this afterwards. I guess. Not on my. It work means computer, that but- if
2: HR people are mm-hmm. inappropriate with HR people,
0: it's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm. okay so you keep it in the family okay yes and and this is this is one of the great ironies and it, and it's one of those things where it's like well it's good enough for us but for everybody else you have to mm-hmm. follow these rules and and i really i struggle with that i do because we're all humans out there and i think the problem is some humans out there can't navigate social situations well um and maybe they get offended at things when they shouldn't be you know it's it's really difficult to mm-hmm. if you were to try to go through the world and not offend anybody you would have a very short day like very you would short. step outside your door you'd have to turn around and go back in because mm-hmm. that would be it something you're wearing is going to offend somebody something you you imply something you scribble like there's anything that you can it, it doesn't have to be something that's a uh, graphic and obscene to offend people people seem to have a hobby of looking for offense these days, so i don't know if that's the standard that we need to have. I think that really in general and this is a bit of a soapbox thing for me but I think in general, we have to learn once again how to act like grown ups and to um you know I, I heard I heard somebody telling a story about uh they were going to they were attending like a, a, a an Ivy League sort of school, and the the prof, uh, the instructor or whatever, uh, he had started this the class and said, "Try hard not to offend. Try even harder not to be offended." Ooh. And that second part mm-hmm. seems to escape the world at large. Like, yeah, I can try to not be an asshole, but. If I happen to accidentally, it's gonna say get you can try. territory, yeah, I could. Well, I'll let you know, <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, but I mean, like we, we I think everybody needs to one loosen the hell up mm-hmm. um and not assume offense uh, was intended to begin with. you know what so, I mean
1: So let me ask you this, Dan, have you yeah. ever offended somebody in class that you've known of in the ask many. For
0: I I don't think I have offended somebody in a session. I don't think I have. He offends sure. me on
2: a regular basis, so. Yeah, you don't count.
0: Um. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not a trainee. It doesn't count. No. It doesn't um, count. Um, so, but, I, mean, right, I don't but, think I have, though. You don't I don't think it's because I'm right. – I, have. I I don't think it's because I'm masterful at this. Like I'm, I'm sure. good at it, but I'm not. I'm not the guy. You know. Yeah. Um, so, Betty, have just, you? Have you? I mean, I, you. you spit I, out I am lot sure of-
2: oh. that I have. I okay. can't give you a specific example, but I think in my early days as a trainer, I remember once or twice being told to, you know, settle down. Um, really? And, oh, for sure. And uh, and also, I just want to add that I am not easily offended, gotcha. unless you're good. disrespecting good you. me. When when I feel disrespected, I'm immediately defend or offended and want to defend myself. But other than that, Mm. like most of the time, I'm, I'm not easily offended. Yeah. I'm also not easily embarrassed, and that is not. Neither one of those are a challenge. So I just want to clarify yeah. that gotcha. to everyone. Who's yeah, listening no,
1: I, I know I've I've offended somebody. I mean, I, to the point where somebody came up to me after class, and you know, it was a couple of years ago. It was actually uh, almost eight years ago, and I'll never forget it because I didn't really realize I was saying something offensive. And so, you know, basically, I was talking to a new hire class and going through. And you know, at that time, if you guys remember, Deadliest Catch. The show with the fishing boats and everything, Mm -hmm. and you know they ice and water in that show. Yeah, tons of ice and water up in up in Alaska, and they call all the new people on the boats greenhorns. Well, I kind of just took that as. new, new people, right? Um, oh, to, I don't think I that's what that means. Oh, it does not. Um, it is... Well, it uh, depends, uh, I think.
0: Well, that's, <laughs> let's find out.
1: <laughs> well, you know, so I called the new hire class and I was like, you know, you're all greenhorns. You're just like, you know, being on the boat and make kind of a reference. It, I guess it's humor. I guess it's a joke. I don't know really where it falls, but at the end of the day, it was offensive. And, you know, at the, the greenhorn is also slang for portuguese people and it's a it's a slang term that is is out there and i had no idea that it was it was slang it was negative and it was offensive to people and so after the class i actually had a lady stay and wait for me to basically cuss me out that i was being offensive class i i didn't even think i didn't even know what she was talking about at first i'm like i you know and i was a little bit younger too and Basically, it was a greenhorn that I was saying in class and no, no idea. And so that was something that uh, one of the reasons why I try to stay, steer clear of humor, because you never know if you're going into a zone where somebody's going to be offended.
0: There's um, I don't know if you guys have seen this picture online, but it's a picture of a grocery store aisle. Yep. And um somebody's in like the the cookie and cracker aisle you know and there it, it's it's like one of those flag advert the cardboard advertisement that sticks out from the side of the aisle sure. and it's a and it's a woman and she's eating a cracker and it's got a piece of cheese on it and the sign says you guys know this one you know this one already hmm. i don't think so keep talking no. Well, the sign and then the sign reads "Crackers love cheese." Mm. It makes sense because the crackers got a piece of cheese on it, and it's also a white woman.
1: Yeah, and it's absolutely
0: hilarious. hilarious. It's hilarious. Okay, it's funny because it's because it's funny. Who cares? Um, But but that's just it. I mean, like you're getting letters now. You're getting letters right now. People are already they're typing them right
1: now. They're canceled. Yep. Yeah. We Cancel culture, hey
0: man, you're done. I just told you about a sign in a store. That's all I told you about. <laughs> if you wow. want to get upset about that, um, but but that's I guess that's my point. Where it's like if you're looking for, and I, I've heard a story from a mutual colleague of yours and mine, Adam, that uh, said that somebody was upset about using the phrase the phrase flip charts. Yes, um, because flips apparently offensive to uh, Filipino people. I've heard that before too. But Mm -hmm. the problem is, you are referencing flip charts, right? I still talk. I still call them that, yeah. And you are and you are referencing crackers, so it's like, uh, and this is what I am saying: we have to also try to not be offended. And I I don't know that that's how I want to start a session by saying, "Don't offend," and don't be offended, because that's not the right tone to start a (laughs) session on, right? But I guess these sorts of jokes are probably easy to avoid. the the greenhorn one, I don't know, man. I would have gave you a pass because yeah. that's just I would have thought about it.
1: But it's always stuck with me. And that's you know, part of my gun shy side. With that, and I'm yeah. not funny at all and have no humor, but besides <laughs> that That was, was pretty funny. Yeah, there you go. Um but you know, at the end of the day, I think it's always stuck with me. And you know, I have yeah. some recent examples of things of, you know, employees that using the word Karen and, you know, the the where that's come from. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's actually a lot deeper than just calling what i thought was just a meme on the internet there's a lot deeper meaning to that and so i think you just need to be careful um if you are going to use humor and 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 make sure what you're saying you you really know the 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 consequences in the background on it
0: yeah you should probably have well so that i think that goes to being emotionally intelligent you know and so i can't keep up Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, it's 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 not easy but i mean here's the thing i mean that's the sort of thing that a trainer slash facilitator which are different roles i understand but they both stand up in front of people and say things um that should be one of the things that you're good at like i often look at uh when i drop my uh son and little girl off at daycare uh it's like wow this isn't a job that i could do i could not work at a daycare But the people that work there could do it easily because they like doing those things and they're good at those things. So when you put somebody in front of a a room full of people, they should be goddamn good at being clever and being able to turn a phrase and to engage people and get the message across. Like those are essential skills for that role. Preach, brother. This is all Ooh. I'm saying kids. All right. So <laughs> one of the articles that, and I know we're, I, I really had a, a, just a me, an internal deadline to wrap up now, but we're going to have to take a couple minutes extra. Um, one of the articles was inappropriate humor in the workplace. Uh, semicolon quote, but it was just a joke, and the punchline here was they. I guess, I guess the gist of it was that you should have a whole training program that teaches and reinforces empathy toward other employees to deal with inappropriate jokes, or everybody could just relax. I, I, you could take it either way. I, I don't know what the what the what the best way to go is. Um, what do you what do you guys feel about programs that? Do you, do you think a program that reinforces empathy is by definition going to reduce humor in the workplace or would it only reduce inappropriate humor? Like, I guess, how do you know what's inappropriate at that point? Thoughts on this, Betty?
2: I think that by helping people be more empathetic, it will naturally reduce inappropriate humor Um some of it not all of it because let's just face it for the most part most of us are inappropriate all the time or you know we're forever thinking some Mm -hmm. inappropriate thought and half of us can't seem to keep it in our head it has to come out of our mouth myself included Mm -hmm. so i think that an, an empathy program could help with that what i think is interesting is that this this article that you found is really about harassment through inappropriate jokes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really tying into that whole side of things. And it's not really necessarily about telling a joke that, that falls flat in a training session, but rather, you know, mm. um, when you're in person or when you're, I shouldn't say in person because that doesn't exist, but like when you are conversing, <laughs> there, are no people left. there are no people, there are only virtual presences, only um, screens, that's right. Yeah. We've all become that robot that Sheldon wanted to be on uh, the Big Bang Theory. So anyways, um, when we're conversing, you know, we were making things that are inappropriate or making light of things that should be serious. And that's what I think this article is talking about. I didn't take it that it was really about a training uh, session where you're dropping a joke here and there.
0: Well, no, it's not about a training. They, they were suggesting that a, um, so the under the header, how to deal with inappropriate jokes, in addition to harassment training, a mm-hmm. program that teaches and reinforces, I'm not using the right voice, a program that teaches and reinforces empathy toward other employees is a great way to deal with inappropriate jokes. And the problem really comes down to appropriateness. You know, how do you know where the line is? And, uh, or how do you know where the line for? Because if you look at your standard deviation curve, you've got the people that you could. Uh, you know, there's the six people on one end that will get offended at everything. There's the six people at the other end that will be, you'll have to take them aside and be like, stop saying so many horrible jokes. That's where Uh, I'm at. And then I'm over there. And then you've got everybody (laughs) in the middle that would appreciate a joke and is upset or annoyed at the person that's upset at everything. And then they also want the other guy to shut up too, you know, so how do you how do you tailor to the sweet spot and then also not worry about the goofballs on either end? I guess that's the hard part,
1: which I think that's the hard part of why I still hold true to what I said in the beginning that I would not recommend it because I just don't believe that a lot of your trainer population of employees. I mean, there's, there's superstar trainers, there's superstar facilitators. I get it. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, if, if I bring in, I mean, I'm interviewing people nonstop. Right. And if I bring in a lot of these trainers, is that your, is that your role? That's what I feel like, man. Um, (laughs) Which is a good thing, right? Business is good. But like I've had, I probably interviewed well over a hundred people this year. And so when you look at that, I would argue that a majority of them if I said yeah go ahead and add humor wouldn't be able to do that capability and mm-hmm. add humor as one of their skill sets because there's not a lot of people that that can innately understand when things are appropriate or not appropriate. And they're going to turn that room into a bunch of people that are offended mm-hmm. or it's all going to fall flat and it'll actually deter from the actual training.
0: Mm-hmm. Adam, mm-hmm. If, if you can't get them to turn on the humor, you need to put them on a pip. That's what
1: you need to do. <laughs> Pipping what? everybody. But, but that's generally why, why <laughs> well, I would I just <laughs> stay clear of it. Um,
2: well, I think that, I think that yeah. it comes back to what Dan said that, you know, it's about emotional intelligence. And so it is an advanced skill.
1: It's a very, you know, skill. to be
2: able to yeah. add humor and uh, and not offend the majority of the population is is an advanced skill.
0: Yes. Yeah. All right. Um Adam, I have saved this article. The best almost for, for last. Des- almost for dessert. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> uh, and I, I would I would love you to introduce it and just share it with us as you see fit. And and I, I'm just I'm I'm tickled about this.
1: I'm kind of tickled about it too, because you you pinged me and said, hey, we're going to podcast this week. And I said, fantastic. I'm in. What are we going to talk about? And then the humble brag came about LinkedIn and all the views you got, and (laughs) you're going viral and all that, which I know we'll hear about again. And so while I looked at the notes, what I saw is Mr. Ray Jimenez, who, by the way, probably has the best drip campaigns I've ever seen. I don't know if you get his things he they don't stop dripping my god the guy (laughs) sends drip campaigns every day and so good for him um but we were gonna do a podcast on humor and what pops up into my uh my email is ray Jimenez. um what i have learned from puppets and why to use them in learning workshop tip 229 and so (laughs) i'm fired up he, he even starts in the article oh boy I must be losing my mind. I've been caught up with a lot of puppets. And, you know, I think it's kind of interesting because I started looking at what he's talking about. And I get it from the sense that, you know, he's using something that is bizarre to create Mm -hmm. the humor, right? So when we talk about those different dimensions of humor, it's definitely bizarre. But is it really that much different than creating a Vyond video where we use avatars? He's just using this avatar with a puppet. Mm -hmm. And so it really... Uh, the way he was talking about it, and then, granted, it's just a quick article, but he's talking about it using stories with the with the puppets. Yeah. I gotta tell you, from an engagement level, if you pop out a puppet, people are gonna watch what you're talking about. They may not get over the bizarre a- aspect of it, but they're gonna also smile if you pull out a puppet.
0: Yeah. If <laughs> if you yes. I'm glad you ended that with puppet because yeah, if you, if you put, who knows, but
2: <laughs> that it, was it, naughty. I like it. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was. Um, I, B- Betty, what are your thoughts on this? What are your I, thoughts about Ray Jimenez and his puppetry?
2: Well, I was very, I smiled so big when I saw the picture in the article and, um, <laughs>
0: it does, you can't help. Right? You can't help Betty, it. Betty,
1: like you, you you, help you, like I, I literally, it could not have happened on time. Oh I, I thought it, like Dan's pinging me and going, we're going to talk, we got Betty coming up. We're going to talk about humor yeah. and. That pops up in my email. Yeah, it's like, like, yep. fantastic.
2: Yeah, so so my first thought was exactly what um, Adam said. It's like avatars, right? It's yep. avatars in real life, um, and they're and they're tip- pu- pu- puppets are typically used for parody or satire, right? So and and it says that in his art in his uh, article, yep. and um, and all I could think of was Muppets because I love the Muppets, love the yeah, Muppets. You know, especially I think my favorite, my, my favorite Muffet of all time is Animal. But my second favorite is, I don't even know her name, but she's like the, the lead singer with the blonde hair and her yeah, eyes are Janice. always closed. Okay, yeah, Janice. Janice, that makes sense. Okay, that you would know yeah. that. Yeah. So... um But yeah, they're like avatars. And I did like that he talked about how they kind of organize the learning experience, because that's how I feel. And Dan, I know you and I have talked about this. That's how I feel about avatars, about characters, about, you know, putting people in your training. Um, you know how I feel about Bitmoji. I've got such a yeah. deep, unhealthy love for Bitmoji. Like it's it's something that really makes an impact. And so I, th- I just thought that the puppets was great. I don't know that I could pull out a puppet no. and have it's a an puppet show.
1: Goal. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a ad- super
2: advanced skill. <laughs> super I don't know if I could skill. do it without laughing my head off. I don't know if I could. Well,
1: I am so inclined to, to, to go to this workshop because if you've seen any of Ray Jimenez, he's, he's kind of dry, right? Like he's a smiling you know, guy and everything like that. And so I, when I saw the picture and him with that huge smile and the puppet, I'm intrigued. Like I almost want to go to his webinar to check it out.
0: Do it. Uh yeah I, no I I, I I have to agree uh, I mean I would be interested to see what he's got to say about this on, on a more serious way. I'd l- I'd love to see a demonstration of this but but I can totally buy into the concept because I was I just just like you Adam I'm thinking well we have these shitty animated characters yes. that just like barely open they, they open their mouths but they're not in time with the audio you know there's oh, well you're
2: doing it wrong then.
0: You could nah. There, there's 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 <laughs> well, I suppose there's like cheap versions of the solution, and then there's better versions of the solution. Sure, sure. Well, and and there's even the ones that the the mouths don't even open, and That's they just true. their head tilts and their arms move, and it's like oh hi blah blah blah, and and it and nobody's believing it anyways. So what's the difference between that and this? And the you could, I think you could argue <laughs> that this would actually be cheaper than using a subscription service. If you had a small stable of puppets and and puppeteers to go with them, or at least people that are willing to kind of play along with you, you know. Well, Dan, um, I mean, you, you actually—if
1: I'm not mistaken—you have all the voices, right? I mean, I, I've, I've got listened some to t- voices. You
0: have some voices. We, got some voices. we yeah. need to get you a puppet.
2: Dan, <laughs> Dan, do you want to do a puppet show on YouTube?
0: Oh boy! I this is cool must right be here. losing my mind.
2: <laughs> he's you, almost he, saying
0: yes. He's really I know, close right? to yes. You could do a couple uh, of voices.
2: <laughs> I could throw you some voiceover. It could be a blast.
0: Uh, I'll have to think about that. See, it's, it's 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 almost too bold. You know what I mean? Like I feel as though if if you were to show a bunch of professionals a video with some puppets walking through a sales pitch, they'd be like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" <laughs> You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine pitching that to the line of business? Okay, so oh, yeah. we're gonna do a puppet show, and then we're gonna we're record gonna it, <laughs> and then you're gonna you're gonna deliver that to your customers.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. I don't know <laughs> if that's gonna work. But, you know, and, and you're absolutely right that sure. it probably wouldn't. But why not? That's the thing. There's there's I can't think of a reason why not because we still we accept the the, the shitty animated characters. We just accept those. Like yep. oh yeah that's part horrible. Of, that's that's part of sales and training material now just these terrible animated things, but why not actually have something that you can inject with just the 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 turn of your wrist you can inject humanity into, um and and actually get something that might resonate with people and it's not that grownups in general I think that there's a there's a certain appetite for it there was. Um, there have been a couple Greg the Bunny. You guys remember Greg the Bunny? Did you guys I do. ever watch that? Yeah. You remember Greg the Bunny? There was uh, I have no Co- idea what you're Junction. talking about. I
2: do. Oh, Greg Petty the Co- Bunny Junction.
0: Was a, do you remember that?
2: Well, there was a Betty Joe in that.
0: Oh. <laughs> Betty Joe, okay. Bobby jo. there was, uh, Joe. There was something uh, Joe. There was the Happy Time Murders, which recently came out on Netflix. That had puppets in it. That was had Sarah McCarthy. I don't who played know. a cop? Yeah, Anyways, I get that. I'm just thinking about how
1: you storyboard and prototype this for for the for the audience. You just you no, know, take your no prototype you and What do you take your sock off and just go? Here's what it's <laughs> oh going to look gosh. like. I'll have a real yeah, puppet in go. a little bit. This is just for <laughs> this is a prototype side. I don't know.
0: I I I think that this is such a great. Oh, and you know, what? I wanted to bring up a couple points actually because. Um, uh, he, so he has three bullets, two of which mm-hmm. actually make sense. The third one, I'm not sure I understand. But the the first one, puppets directly represent real people in our stories. Okay, fair enough. Same with an animated character. And he says that they uh, they're often used. Betty, you had said this earlier uh, in parody or to satire because it feels safer. And there's um, I, I've dabbled in gamification as well. And there's a concept in there that if you Take somebody that's in. If you take a a a rather serious professional, not necessarily with gamification, but let's say story story storification, we apply a story to this scenario. Um, You take a very serious professional who maybe isn't willing to admit they don't know everything, or or you know their their world's a little too rigid. So if you were to take them and have them make a decision in a complete fantasy world or a completely fictional world, not like based in reality, but you really go, you really go deep, like you're on the moon or something. It, it's it's crazy stuff, um, and by doing that, you allow them to disconnect from the reality of the situation where they feel like they aren't going to lose face by not admitting maybe they don't know a fact about it, you know, sure. or, or they're, they're willing to explore the situation more uh, and and not worry about their ego as much because it's as bonkers. And and I don't know, maybe, maybe this allows for that level of safety as well.
2: Yeah. Okay. You go know. first, you go first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see me doing it, you know, doing it with a bunch of salespeople on overcoming objections or something like that. And with yeah, the puppet uh, pops Maybe. Yeah.
0: You know what though, man? Salespeople, I mean, if you were to inject a little knot of humor into this, how excited would they be about it? They would probably actually be the the they group would that love has it. They would probably be the group that does it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I don't know.
2: So what we've learned from know. all this is that Dan really wants some puppets. That's what Dan wants for Christmas. I yeah, you know it. And he's gonna I do a puppet a,
0: show. I have a Muppet branded puppet from um
1: oh my What's gosh a a. The you need, you need to do the YouTube show
2: which one is I it should, which Muppet yeah. do you have
0: no it's just it's it's a generic one he's just an orange an orange guy but he is a Muppets an actual Muppets one um, yeah it's a, it's called a Muppet whatnot because they're just oh, like oh I got you yeah like a background sort of like an extra like a, if, a, if, a, if a Muppet were an extra that's what it would be Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, anyhow, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have we have spent enough of the good people's time. I have asked enough of you. I want to thank you both so much for being here. Um, and I'm going to ask you for your kind of social media details if you want to share them in just a second. Uh, the, the people listening, thank you guys so much for listening to us pontificate about humor. I hope you found some humor in this. I hope you might be able to find something useful or meaningful in the articles. And you're going to find those at mosby.ca slash You can email Adam directly at mosbylearning at gmail.com. And he is like, he literally does nothing else, guys. He says he interviews people. <laughs> He's just watching the inbox. So don't worry about it. Just waiting. Watching the inbox, just waiting. That's right. I He's will respond waiting. so fast. <laughs> um all right so social media oh, uh you, well, you could find you could find me on linkedin uh but who cares betty where can people find you
2: uh they can definitely find me on linkedin under betty danowitz all other social media sites i am at if you ask betty all one word all lowercase and you can also always go to if you and send me a message there
0: and you have uh you have a podcast as well, don't you? I do.
2: I have a podcast called the If You Ask Betty Podcast. I try to what? keep th- I try to keep things simple. Uh it's so it's brand. easy to find. It is on brand, <laughs> and I'll tell you the best episode you should listen to is the second episode because that is with me and Mr. Dan Hurt. That was when what? I found my podcast soulmate. That's right. So that's what happened. <laughs> there
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, and um, and you've always got a couple irons in the fire. Hey, you're talking at something what in like a week?
2: Yeah, so Learner Palooza is coming up on September 11th, and I'm one of the speed learning sessions. So in 20 minutes or less, I'm going to tell you all about how to add augmented reality to your learning
0: solutions. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, fun! That sounds bold. Mm-hmm. That is a bold move, <sighs> and
2: I get to do it twice, so that's super fun.
0: <laughs> well, good for you. Um, I didn't mean that in a rude way. Adam, (laughs) (laughs) where can uh, can good people find you? Uh,
1: You can find uh, me on LinkedIn. Um, It's probably the best. I'm not going to give the TikTok thing, although I am on TikTok now. Are you serious, dude?
2: Come on. It's
0: fantastic. I got to be honest with you. Dan, I'm on TikTok too. I'm not doing it, guys. Got to do TikTok. (gasps) uh, You could
2: do your puppets on TikTok. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It would go so viral. It actually would go viral. (gasps) <gasps> <Like that. laughs> All right, we're gonna talk about us uh, after. I'm yeah, so no, sorry, Adam. I'm so sorry no, interrupted you.
1: No, I think he needs to do the puppets on TikTok, and you I know, bet we can you post do. It. I right. have one follower, so it's fantastic. No, yeah, no. Uh, LinkedIn's fine. Um, from there, when's this going? When's this podcast going to go out, Dan?
0: Immediately, it's already out. I don't know. It's already out. Uh, pro- probably, uh, probably next week. I don't know if um, it's before probably go Wednesday, out the, the week, the, the Labor Day. Yeah, Wednesday. yeah, I could say before. Yeah, before. So You're after right. Labor Day, before Wednesday.
1: Well, I guess so that's Tuesday. a free plug. I, I guess it's a free plug for our speaking engagement on oh, oh, yeah. the ninth. Oh, yeah, so Dan and I, we've <laughs> got great gonna go really well anyway. um, Yeah, that, we'll just wing that uh, <laughs> so uh, Dan and I will be speaking at the IP4- IP4L um, conference I think it's just a monthly webinar they do but uh, pretty excited about that and uh, we'll be talking about micro learning
0: yep uh, kind of doing our uh, our little uh, song and dance or dog and pony show about our micro learning program and that is the uh, what is it I4PL I4PL I, four, you already, yeah, you it, already said it, all insti- that. Why are you saying it for
2: again? Professional Just Just institute it. for
0: Professional Learning. Just because <laughs> I'm trying to institute for professional learning, which is a thing up here in Canada. And I'm, I'm trying to find out more about it and experience it and all things. And we're going to start by doing it from the, uh, the front of the class. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, you can find Mosby Learning at uh on twitter at mosby learning and adam is always he's just sweeping up a storm he's got threads he's got things he's doing there and uh music for this episode friends is from kevin mccloud you can find that at uh filmmusic.io. and uh, a couple songs in here that were pretty good i think that's it for us ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye peace out Adam, nothing from you. No, I, didn't. <laughs> you say no, I, I, I said goodbye. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't. You didn't All hear right. that. All right. You should just no. just
2: leave in where he says goodbye. Yeah, that's fine. Just leave.
0: That in. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares.
2: <laughs> okay, but wait, but wait. What do you call a fish with no eyes?
0: A bl- blindy. <laughs> No. Uh, f- no. A uh, f- sh-
2: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay, okay I, got right, I got another one. I got another one, Rick. Go. Uh, why didn't the skeleton go to the Halloween dance?
0: Oof. Why? Nope. I don't know why, yeah. Uh...
2: Because he didn't have the guts. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Terrible. That's terrible. There it
2: is. Okay, I got one more. I, I feel bad more.
0: laughing at that now. All right.
2: Yeah, those are laffy taffy jokes, by the way. Um, one more for you, and that is um, a knock knock. Knock knock.
0: Okay, uh, who's hey, there? Sir.
2: Oh jeez! <laughs> Interrupting cow.
0: Interrupting Moo. cow. <laughs> <laughs>